This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. On the Bay Area's sports station, 95.7, the game. It is time for Warriors wrap up here on 95.7, the game from Oracle, and it's brought to you by Arlo Smart Home Security. Well, tonight was just a flat-out stinker for the Golden State Warriors. They lose to the Sacramento Kings 98-93. to Chris Townsend and Matt Steinmetz with you, and it's the first time since 2003 the Kings have won two games at Oracle. But you look at this game and you try to figure out, you know, with the, the big three being out, when you talk about Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and now Kevin Durant, you're missing like 73 points there. How are they going to make up for that? Not only were how they were going to make up for that, who was going to score in the end when they really needed to put some points on the board and they just couldn't find that person tonight? No, it looks like the Warriors are going to have to try to repeat as the number two seed in the Western Conference. This is a loss that it really puts a little too much distance, I think, between them and the Houston Rockets, especially because we know Clay and Steph won't be playing at least in the next two games, and Kevin Durant may be out for a little longer than that. So I think, I think the Warriors know that deep down. I don't think they're particularly bothered by it uh, but at least tonight was an opportunity for some of the young players to play meaningful minutes and it was a game that yes there were a lot of stars missing a lot of great talent was was not on the floor but I, I thought both teams played uh, with a lot of intensity and it turned into a pretty entertaining game and I thought the bright spot for the Warriors obviously was Quinn Cook I mean he had 25 points in in 40 minutes and, you know, he's obviously playing for a job next year, if not for the Warriors, maybe for some other team. And the other thing, Townie, that Quinn Cook's playing for is maybe a spot on the playoff roster because if Steph Curry is feeling the effects of an ankle injury at all, I think you got to throw another point guard onto this roster uh, come the postseason. So we'll see how it plays out. Maybe Omri Caspi, who injured himself tonight, that could be uh, the kind of injury where maybe he goes down for a few weeks. We'll see. But all in all, it was a, it was a pretty good effort, I thought, by both teams. And it was it was a te- it was a game where sometimes you think both teams might go through the motions. Well, they didn't. Both teams played. Uh, very hard tonight, and it turned into a good game down the stretch. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. You heard the news before the game. Now you finally get to react as it came down that Kevin Durant has an incomplete rib cartilage fracture. The number is 888-957-9570. 
Just how you feeling, Warrior fans, where just every single time you're coming out to Oracle, you're getting ready for a game, there's new news about an injury. Caspi went out tonight with, with, with an ankle as he landed on David Westfoot. It's just they're dropping like flies around here, 888 and I've read up a little bit because, you know, when we were doing Warriors warm-up, we had no clue. Like I've never even heard of an incomplete rib cartilage fracture. So reading up on it, it says that it normally takes around six weeks. They're going to reevaluate him after two weeks, but it usually takes around six weeks for it to completely heal. Hmm. I wonder if that means, you know, when he play when he eventually plays on it in the playoffs, he'll be playing with it not at a hundred percent and maybe in a little bit of pain. Steve Kerr talked about it a little bit after the game because they hadn't announced that he was Durant was going to be out for two weeks during Steve Kerr's press conference, so he addressed it in the post game. And I'll tell you what, Steve Kerr's either not worried at all, or he's putting on a heck of a heck of a show because he's he's saying he thinks it's all going to work out where everybody should be back. They should be able to get some games under their belt, and then by the time they get into the postseason and play their first-round matchup, they'll be ready to go. But the thing we were talking about in the pregame, Townie, is now we're talking about three three players. And if one of them has a setback, now maybe they're starting to think they have to go into the postseason minus a big-time player. But as of right now, Steve Kerr's still optimistic that this team's going to get healthy when they have to. And when they have to is in about one month from now. Yes, yeah, so we want your reaction at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Now everybody has the belief that everything's going to be okay. That everybody with their right, you still have the right amount of time for everybody to be, I don't know if you're ever going to be 100% when you've gone through a full season, but healthy enough to definitely make a run at winning the title. But it's just... What we keep seeing is, you know, it's just that's rough. I mean, this is not this is not what you want to be doing heading into the postseason is having a bunch of guys out not playing because there are teams, especially the Houston Rockets. You can throw in we mentioned the Portland Trailblazers who are playing really good basketball. They're gelling really well. You want to be having those good vibes heading into the postseason, and the Warriors are going to be having the vibes of let's just get healthy and then we'll just get it rolling again and. You know, this is the best team in the world. There's no question they have the most talent. You just don't want them to be a little bit off their game. No, and I think the, I think you bring up a good point about the Rockets. I mean, the Rockets, they're playing very well right now. And I think they're getting better, too, and they're getting more confident. I think the, the, the silver lining for the Warriors is they'll have time to up their level of play by the time they play the Houston Rockets. But I know this, even when the Warriors were healthy a week or two ago, I don't think they were playing well enough to win it all. So when they get everybody back, they're going to have to establish a new level of play that I think has been missing for most of the year. I want to say they had a a little stretch after the All-Star break where they – put it together a little bit but but by and large the Warriors if they win it 
that means they've played their best basketball in the postseason because I think I think this year I don't want to say they've been on cruise control, but they've been focusing on the postseason for most of the year. And now it's gonna we're gonna find out if that pays off or not. Okay, I want to read this to you. It says it's an article from this doctor who's reacting to what he heard about Kevin Durant. It's on uh, clutchpoints.com. I can't even pronounce the doctor's name. I'm not even going to try. But the doctor writes, to be clear, this is different from a fracture of the ribs. Usually it's diagnosed as a fracture of the ribs, but it this that's not what it is. The costal cartilage is tissue at the front end of the ribs. It aids the elasticity and structural support of the rib cage. It is extremely painful injury every time your rib cage expands, and that's what Kevin Durant was talking about, like when when he laughs it hurts, or activity involving upper body torso movement, you feel it. The general timeline for healing of an incomplete rib cartilage fracture can be up to six weeks. In the case of a full fracture, which we don't know, it could be up to 12 weeks. Hmm. Kind of a bizarre injury. Read read further, Townie, because that's where he gets into the timeline. In Durant's case, he's set to be reexamined in two weeks. It wouldn't surprise me if he's out until the playoffs, which would be about a month. So there's a chance maybe that Kevin Durant has played his last game until game one of the postseason. Now, that's worst-case scenario. Well, it's it's not worst-case scenario, according to this doctor. But, again, the Warriors seem pretty confident that – He'll be fine. They seem confident that everybody will be fine. Yeah, it says, with the amount of torso movement, chest contact generally with the ribs exposed, like when shooting a jumper, driving the lane, blocking a shot, combined with the high level of pain and irritability of this injury, the Warriors will likely be extremely conservative. So you got to remember what they said, though. And this is why we wanted to throw it out there at 888 This is the story of the game. They're not saying it. See, I, I, you got to look at the wording. They're saying he'll be reevaluated. They're not saying he's going to be back. They're right. not going to say he's going to be doing basketball activity. They're saying he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. Now, Kevin says he'll take a couple days. Now, it kind of seems this is the what generally the way the Warriors operate when, when, it, when talking about injuries. There's usually a, a positive spin, and I'm not saying there shouldn't be. I'm just, you know, when you read things about an injury like this, and it's a situation where it's not like you're a normal guy who's sitting at a desk and you, you, you can kind of just bear through it to it heals, you have the type of job that's going to cause some stress. And... If it's going to take six weeks, I mean, you just start looking at the timeline of where we are March 16th, and we don't know exactly. So I, I doubt it's the full, which this this doctor says would be 12 weeks. Right. But the last game of the year, what do we have it at? It's the uh, April 10th? Something like April that. April 10th, that Utah? So and so he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. That's going to be March 30th. They're going to take on the Kings March 31st. It's going to be in Sacramento, but that's just reevaluate. We don't know when he's going to be back. No, we don't. No, we don't. And now the Warriors are kind of at the mercy of a few injuries heading into the postseason. So the question's going to be: I don't think the question's going to be so much 
Will they be back for the playoffs? I think they'll be back for the playoffs. The question is how healthy will they be once the playoffs start? And I think depending on who their first-round opponent is, I think that may that may be the impetus for whether to be even more conservative. And what I mean by that is if the Warriors open up with, let's say, the, the New Orleans Pelicans, which is a team they've handled pretty pretty easily over the years, or with the L.A. Clippers, a team that they've played very well against. Maybe you don't play Kevin Durant in the first couple home games. Uh, Whereas you open up with Oklahoma City, maybe you open up with Utah, who can be a tough team, or, or perhaps you open up with the Spurs and Kawhi Leonard's healthy. Well, then maybe there's a little bigger sense of urgency even early in that series. So we're dealing with a lot of unknowns right now. And that in and of itself is going to make this postseason probably probably more of a nail-biting postseason than, than we've had uh, here in the Bay Area for a while. It's time to hear from you, the fans. 888-957-9570 brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Let's go to Ivan in San Francisco. You're, you are on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's on, fellas? Thanks for taking my call. I just want to chime in and say that this is like making me not even look forward to watching the game. I know it sounds bad. I'm a, I'm a, Weg, I mean, uh, I'm a Warrior fan and all, but this, this is unbelievable. I mean, less fans are going to show up. We already talked about this appointment of people buying tickets at a high price to go see the, you know, the Magic Four, the Four Studs, and there's only going to be one, which is. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Draymond Green, and he's not really all that uh, that interesting to watch play. Um, so I, I hate to say it, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a diluted product until you know we can see you know further on in the future. It's gonna be very disappointing. Yeah, I think it'll be disappointing until until the playoffs start, and then I think these guys uh, these guys are gonna come back and play. But I, I hear what you say about the fans, although. This one I'm going to stick up for the team and the players. These are injuries, and you can't do anything about injuries. If, if if the Warriors were resting guys right now, which they may be doing one at a time if the injuries hadn't happened, it's part of sports. Every team goes through it, and you know the Warriors have been pretty fortunate the last three years when you really get down to it. And if they get everybody back by the start of the postseason, that's pretty fortunate too. So I get the point where the fans, maybe some fans come out tonight and they're disappointed they don't see Curry and Clay and Durant. But you know what? It was a fun game to watch. And, and I'll tell you what, the crowd was into the game tonight. They really were. And so the Warriors' second unit's going to have to try to pick up the slack and, and, and keep them in games until the big three comes back. Yeah, and I did, I don't agree with that on Draymond Green. By the way, it was it was a lot of fun to watch Draymond tonight. It, when you see Draymond, really all the passing and the way he plays defense, and really being the leader, trying to make it happen out there. I mean, you just really see his great skill and his basketball mind. There's so many different there's so many different ways he affects the game. And he now has, I mean, Draymond Green. I mean, coming out of Michigan State, so much tournament talk. For God's sakes, he's got 500 blocks already in his career. Yeah. And That's you know, pretty amazing. No, it is. For it a is. guy who's what? Like, how tall is he really? 6'7"? Yeah. I mean, 6'7", 500 blocks, second-round pick. 
I don't know how many people have thought Draymond Green would get 500 no. career blocks in his career, let alone how fast he's been able to do it. Yeah, I think that one of the things you'll see with, with Draymond Green and maybe some other players too, but particularly Green, because he's not a scorer. I mean, he really isn't. He can score, and there are times when he has to score, but that's not, that's not his number one characteristic. So on a night like tonight when you're missing three stars, he's got he's to try to score more. And I think what happens is what we see tonight. He goes 5 for 14 from the floor. Uh, similarly with Nick Young. You know, Nick Young's forced to play 36 minutes tonight. And then the more you play, the more, the more your warts show as, as a player. And Nick Young tonight, 5 for 15. And I don't mean to call out Nick Young because I mean to go through everybody's line. Zaza Pachulia has got to do a little too much now. He was 1 for 6. David West. Coming back from not only a, a, a cyst injury, but also, um, you know, he's playing with a different group than he normally plays. He goes one for six. So I don't think, you know, it's not a surprise that without their top three guys, nobody else really shot well other than Quinn Cook. Draymond didn't shoot well. Iguodala didn't shoot well. Livingston didn't shoot well. Well, that's because you're asked to pick up the slack, and, and it's hard for players to do that. Let's go to Darren in San Francisco. Good evening, Darren. Hey, good evening. Uh, you guys are the bomb, Stymie and uh, uh, Townie. Thank you so much for taking me. Hey, man, I think the Warriors are just conceding second place. They know that they're going to rock from second. This is part of the journey. They're going to take second and win out. And they're just using these injuries to fit their players. And I'm, I'm all about it. I want them healthy for the playoffs. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right. Well, you have no choice. Yeah, I think. I mean, well, you know. You really have no choice. And by the way, like this is not representing really the story here. I'm looking at the top headlines for ESPN.com, and it says Durant out two weeks. That's not yeah, what the yeah, story yeah. is. The right. story is he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Right. So I mean, I I understand. I I totally understand what you're saying, Darren. But you know, really, when when Steiny says. You're really you're dealing with injuries. You have a fractured thumb here. I mean, that needs to be taken care of. You now have this bizarre rib injury. That they could you play through it? Yeah, I mean, it'd be stupid to do it because it's only going to make it worse. Right. I mean, same thing for Clay Thompson and his thumb, mm -hmm. and for Steph Curry. Obviously, he needs time to rest, and hopefully, whatever they're doing, kind of strengthening that that. Uh, that ankle. Could they play? Yes. But if they would play right now, you're really risking making whatever your ailment is even worse. And let's be honest. There's no reason to play right now. Because even if you decided, you know what, what and I don't know why you would, but if you decided that that number one seed is something you really want, you might not get it anyway. I mean, what are you behind the Rockets now? Two and a half games, which is really three and a half games. So I think the number one seed, that ship has sailed. But I think it's kind of good that that ship has sailed in a way because now there's no pressure on the Warriors uh, to even try to make a push here at the end. And this is all about getting these guys healthy. And so we're going to, you know, Warrior fans are going to have to bite the bullet for the next week or two. Because they're not going to see the Warriors they're used to seeing. Well, I, I want to make myself perfectly clear here. There's a difference between you say, suck it up, get out there and play. Right. Versus the injuries these guys have 
if the injuries keep getting worse, they won't be able to play in the postseason. Right. right. If this thing with Kevin Durant, this thing with Kevin Durant is worse than what we thought. And if it keeps getting worse, if he kept trying to gut this out and play, he could get to the point where he can't play in the postseason. If Clay Thompson went out there with his fractured thumb and he goes out there and the ball hits the tip or he hits it on somebody's thigh or whatever and it just gets worse, these guys could be in a situation where they're not available. So this when you are truly this isn't being this is injured. When you're injured, you don't play. Right. No doubt about it. And I don't think there can be a Warrior fan out there that that doesn't like the the strategy of being ultra ultra conservative, which is what they're doing. And we got to wait and see now. The Warriors are going to get the number two seed. We're going to see who they match up with at number seven, and depending on who that opponent is, I think it's going to bring the concern level either up or down. And what I what I mean by that again is there. Are, favorable matchups in that first round and there are non-favorable matchups in that first round and I, I think it would be I think what the Warriors would like ideally is to have a very favorable matchup in the first round so that they don't have to feel like they gotta run these players into the ground uh, in an opening series because keep in mind the Warriors have played without Steph in, in the playoffs uh, here and there, and they, they've been okay. So the Warriors can survive a couple games without a player or two. But what you don't want is a player or two to be out for the entire playoffs because now I think then if the Warriors lose any of their big three for the entire playoffs, I think they go from favorites uh, to non-favorites just like that. So we look at two weeks. Two weeks is going to be March 30th, okay? And then, like I said, they're going to take on the Kings in sack. That's going to be on the 31st. Now, if you say like four, basically, what, three weeks takes you almost to the end of this. About three and a half weeks takes you to the end of the season. Right, right. I got a feeling this thing for Kevin Durant is going to be, it's, it's going to be a little uncomfortable even for that first round. Because if we're just going off what that doctor had to say who's evaluating, obviously he didn't see the x-rays, but he's telling you what the injury is. If he's saying it heals in six weeks, six weeks, that's that's in the postseason. Well, and you know what? A rib injury for a basketball player, I mean, do you realize how many time, times the opponent has their forearm or their hand attached to your midsection in some way. I mean, that's the way you always keep track of where your man is. And so J.D. was talking about it, and I kind of chuckled, but he's right. I mean, teams are going to go at that. Teams are going to go at the wrist of Clay Thompson, and teams are going to go at the the ribs of Kevin Durant. Now, it's not going to be dirty, but you're darn right they're going to be more physical with Kevin Durant as the Warriors would with any player on another team who's got uh, an injury of this kind. So, you know, you, an ankle's a different a different animal. Steph's got to get that ready, get that right, and he can play. But when you're talking about a hand and you're talking about a rib cage, well, then, then your opponent and the other team comes into play. It's not just something you're controlling. Uh, like an ankle. So we'll we'll see what happens. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. We'll continue with your phone calls. And John Dickinson is going to join us from the locker room. It is Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security.
Cook, pressured by Fox, waits for McGee, spins away from the screen, takes a three straight on. He's got 13 first quarter points. Cook for three, knocks it down straight away. Cook pulls up, dribble off the screen. Three ball, good for Quinn Cook, and the Warriors are back on top. That's a career high, 23 for Cook. I knew he was about to break out. He's an unbelievable teammate and worker, and he adds a lot to the character of the team. And so I love Quinn. He's uh, he's a long-term NBA player in my book. As a player, especially as a young player, when you have guys encouraging you to play your game, uh, it helps tremendously. It's just the confidence I'm getting, you know, from everybody in, in the organization. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. And we heard from Steve Kerr, and that's brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple online at walnutcreekjeep.com. John Dickinson joins us, Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz. It is Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. But let's go to Charlie in New York. Charlie, welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, fellas? Um, I, 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 because of all these injuries now, it's going to, for me personally, because obviously it looks like the Warriors are locked into the number two seed, it will force me to watch these other teams, you know, fighting for the seventh, eighth seed, five, six, and seven, eight seed, these, these games that I probably wouldn't have paid much attention to until the end of the season, because I think that first opponent that, the like Matt said, the first opponent I think is going to be important. I don't think we're going to see Durant until maybe the second round, just because of my experience with rib injuries from playing football. I, I just that's, just that's just an amateur's guess from personal experience, but I, uh, it's going to force me, because like tonight's game I was listening to while I was working, but I really wasn't engaged into it until maybe the third, fourth quarter. And same with tomorrow night's game. Uh, that's all I wanted to say. But just it's going to force me to focus on these matchups as we get in towards the, into the end of this month and into April to see who the Warriors really play. Because, like I said, I really think that first-round opponent is going to determine a lot for the Warriors in the playoffs. Um, thank you. Appreciate it. It's interesting. Things have gotten – it's just different. I mean, we're, we're so used to – Warriors cruising, being healthy. I think it's one thing our partner here, Matt Steinmetz, has really hit the the nail on the head for years, saying, you know, they've been really lucky. I mean, other than Durant in those, what, 19 games last year with the knee, they've been really healthy. And, and this is what happens in reality when you deal with athletes. It's, it's just bottom line. There's going to be times where these guys get hurt and the Warriors are experiencing it. They're experiencing it at the wrong time, but – it's a hurdle that they're going to have to get over. Uh, it's now time to hear from John Dickinson, brought to you by American Express, proud partner of the Golden State Warriors. And got to tell you, John, you know, looking into what we're now hearing about the injury, you know, you can say two weeks. He's just being re- – Kevin Durant, just being reevaluated. Odds, he's not back in two weeks. No, he's not going to be back in two weeks, which would be, what, the 30th of March and, and the 31st of March. The Warriors are going to be in Sacramento to close out the, the season series against the Kings. But Steve Kerr, after the ball game, was asked about his level of concern, and, and he said it's, it's not very high. Uh, he feels that Durant is going to be able to come back before the end of the regular season and, again, have a little bit of a lead time where they get everybody back in the fold and try and ramp up some momentum 
for the playoffs. So you're right. It probably isn't going to be the 31st of March when we see Kevin Durant on the floor, but the season doesn't end until April 10th, and there is still a handful of games to go that, that final week and a half where the Warriors are optimistic, barring any setbacks, barring any more injuries. Let's say a guy comes back and re-injures something different or, or re-aggravates an injury they already have. Uh, that could obviously change things, but yeah, for now, the Warriors are just going to have to figure out how to get through the time they have in front of them until that point, and it, for all intents and purposes, it's going to lead to them getting the two seed. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. You know, one thing I would say about Steve Kerr not acting or seeming concerned, you ever hear pro coaches, they – I disregard that, that he's not concerned. And the reason I disregard it is because coaches aren't concerned about injuries because they've learned over time they're completely out of their control. It's the one thing that coaches can't control at all. And so every coach learns to cope with it kind of in their own way. They don't like to talk about injuries. They don't like you know, even something like is there, uh, who's making the trip. I don't know. Kerr doesn't know. Kerr, just tell me when they're ready to play. So the fact that Steve Kerr's not concerned, I don't really put a lot of weight in that. I think he's almost not concerned because that's what coaches do. They don't concern themselves with injuries that they can't do anything about. And I think that's a great point and a fair point. To me, it's more about the second half of that, which is he feels that they're going to get him back in, in short order with four weeks to go before the playoffs start and a two-week reevaluation period. There's a belief that not only are they going to get Durant back in that in-between time, but they're also going to get Curry back, who's going to be reevaluated on Tuesday, and they're also going to get Clay Thompson back, who's going to re be reevaluated in five days or six days, I guess, now on Thursday uh, before they determine what the ultimate course of action is for him. So there's still enough of a window where you mentioned, hey, the Warriors have been lucky. Well, going back the past couple of years, maybe they haven't been as lucky this year, but I still think we could look back three, four weeks from now if everybody's healthy going into the playoffs, even if they're the two seed, and say, wow, the Warriors actually were fortunate because they do have everybody back and these injuries aren't taking a guy out for a playoff series or two or at the end when you're trying to win a conference finals or an NBA championship. Guys, we all been doing this a long time, right? And we've covered different sports. I've covered a lot of different sports and a lot of different teams. This is what coaches do. They're not going to give you the doom and gloom. They're not going to give you the panic. They're just not going to do it unless it's a situation to where a guy is out for the year. If we, if we were if this was the Sharks, they would be saying, "Oh, it's an upper body injury. We'll let you know." Right? Derek Carr goes down with the fractures in the back, and we found out not till after the season it was worse than we thought. They never want to let you know truly how bad it is. They always. They, I don't care if it's a head coach, if it's a manager, they will always make it e – they will – I will say always err on the side of being positive, even more positive than the situation really is. Steve Kerr's not going to go to the podium and go, oh, Kevin Durant screwed. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. So that's why – People listen to it and they'll go, well, Steve Kerr's not worried or Bob Myers will show up and he's not worried. Well, 
That's what they're saying to the public. We don't know exactly how they feel behind closed doors. Does that make sense? Yeah, and the reality is, with all due respect, the way they feel doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, if they're optimistic, pessimistic, or somewhere in between, it really doesn't matter. The question, the the, the most important question now is when the playoffs start, how healthy were the will the Warriors be? Is is it sounds to me like Kevin Durant, even in the first round of the playoffs, if he's back, might be playing through a little bit of pain. That's one thing that that it sounds like. Curry, what we're hoping for is he comes back Friday against Atlanta, and he essentially plays the rest of the seven, eight, ten games, whatever it is, injury free, begins to build up his stamina. And he's fine in the playoffs. And that's not a lock. No, with the it's way not that he's a lock. Tweaked it. I mean, he tweaked it's it not. against Atlanta, came back, tweaked it again. I mean, at this point, that's not a lock. He could retweak it the last game he plays. You're right. And that could lead to a two-week issue. You're right. And that's that's why going into the playoffs this year, you feel a little more uncertain than you have in years past. And also, I mean, Clay's fractured thumb on his shooting hand. You know, that is another thing. I mean. J.D., you brought this up, and I was talking about it before you got up, but, you know, an ankle's one thing. I mean, Steph Curry can work on his ankle, and and the opposition really can't really do much. It's but, not like you can try and step exactly, on a guy's ankle. But, but ribs and a, and a hand, I mean – I mean, how many times are you checked on, on with a guy's forearm right in your chest or you're holding him right in his chest? It, that's the part that can be interesting. They're, they're, not, they're at the mercy of the other team with those other two injuries. No, they absolutely are, and I think teams are going to go after them because oh, those are the you kinds bet of you, in, you know what they those are. Those are the kinds of injuries where it's easy, as you mentioned. I mean, you can smack down on a guy's hand. Right. You can elbow a guy. You can give him a little sucker punch. The referees aren't going to be able to see it. They might right. call. And you know what? If you're a player on another team, let the referee call it because right. the, the pain – is wor- the potential pain or the potential to injure is worth more than the foul or two or three that you might lay on somebody in a in a four or five game series. I mean, if Clay Thompson is driving to the basket and he's got the advantage, I mean you gotta you gotta go for a strip so hard that he might feel it. I mean that's I mean it, it might sound dirty. But it's not really dirty. It's what everybody would do. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. It's Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game and what do the Warriors need this year that they had last year? We'll talk about it right here. It's Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Comes to the right, back up to Draymond, tries to tie the game. It's good! Straight on with a three! 93 all, 48 seconds to go. Young to Draymond, Draymond fakes it, fires a three from the right wing. That's no good. And the ball saved by West. Lebissier has it, and Sacramento will emerge with a win. I just tried to make plays. I was able to come up with a couple defensive plays. I was able to knock the shot down, and then I was able to miss one pretty badly. So, you know, best of both worlds. But it's cool. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. The best of both worlds, but it's cool. Pretty funny. Draymond Green after this one where the Warriors lose to the Kings 98-93. to Draymond got career block number 500. And the first time 
that the Kings have won two games in Oracle since 2003. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, and John Dickinson. Wow, and that was during a streak of, I believe, 19 oh, in a gosh, row. Oh, gosh, that was a yeah. – Sacramento just hammered the Warriors for about a five-year stretch. Beat them here, beat them in Sacramento, blew them Sacramento out. Sacramento beat a lot of people back then. Embarrassed them. I mean, they, it was – I it, mean, Sacramento back in the day would come in here and they it would be like the Harlem Globetrotters. I, it and, was incredible. And they'd take the building over. They would. They would. And it was – they with Weber and Devots, they would just pass and cut. They Tony Massenberg they, had no you – know, They play – listen – had no answer. They played a lot. The, the the early Kings in the early 2000s played a lot like the Warriors when they're clicking in terms of passing the ball and moving the ball and shooting the ball. And they would come in here routinely and just lay a beat down on the Warriors. And the Warriors had, had thrown that back the other way, I think, until last year. Warriors had won 13 in a row or something like that. And the Kings beat them once last year. And it's funny, you add Sacramento to the list now of teams that have beaten the Warriors twice with, what, the Blazers and the Rockets are in that yeah. group as well. I mean, obviously an odd set of circumstances without Curry and Durant playing in the game in November and without Curry, Durant, and Clay Thompson playing uh, in the ball game tonight. But uh, just similar games. I kind of texted you. I thought yeah. you know, at times the Warriors played well, had guys step up. But it just goes to show you how important stars are because we're having this conversation about getting star players healthy stars win you the game at the end of the game stars win you games like yeah, they didn't have an answer they at had, the end of the game they had nowhere to go yeah draymond's taking a three you're trying to run back exactly. cuts for quinn cook because he was the hot hand tonight when you're doing that you become really easy to defend and, you know, you, you level yourself out on the other end. It basically made it an even game as far as talent-wise down the stretch. But, no, Stars win you that game because Curry Curry gets in a pick and roll and cooks somebody and hits a three or right. gets by his defender and kicks it out to Clay for a three or Durant just hits a pull-up jumper from the elbow. Uh, you got to have Stars to close out games, and tonight it was, it was missing and, and Sacramento was able to prevail. And the last teams before the Kings to win two road games at Oracle in the same regular season were the Spurs and the Nuggets in 2013 and 14. The okay. Nuggets, huh? Yeah. What was that, Mark Jackson's last year? Yeah. I don't remember that. Well, the Nuggets. I mean, I remember the Spurs coming in here and having success up until maybe a year or two ago. I don't remember the Nuggets coming in and winning two, though. Well, that I, must have been with – what, Fareed and those guys? Yeah, I think it would have been maybe the year they played Ga in the playoffs. Gallinari. And then and then you look at San Antonio. Coming. Dollar, remember, there was, yeah. remember there was a game where San Antonio had a bunch of guys out here. It was a national game. Mark, It was one of the, the year Mark Jackson was coaching. They came in, I think it was early in the year. They had nobody playing, and they beat the – they beat the Warriors like 78-75. It was one of the bad. There were a lot of little bad right. losses. Right, right. Uh, and that was one of them that really frustrated management, frustrated the ownership. Uh, I think that was one of them. Uh, I go back to the 12-13 the year. I think they lost, three out of the, they lost three out of four to Sacramento that year, uh, the year they made the playoffs. So it's, it, well, it's been well, rare. but And then the loss to the Clippers was the, was the coup de grace. That was – that was the one that I think – that was the one where the photo was taken with, remember, Mark Jackson on the sidelines and oh, Lacob yeah. and Myers were behind him. 
and the photo was just taken right at the time where like Lacob was looking up at him. He might not even have felt this way, but it looked like you know he was couldn't believe what Mark Jackson was doing. And that was game one of that series, I believe. And the Warriors actually won game one of that series yeah. and wound up losing that series in seven games uh, down at Staples Center. And, and Mark Jackson was fired a couple of days later. And Steve Kirk comes in, and it changes the course of history as the Warriors go on to win two and three seasons. And now they're trying to win back-to-back and, and three and four. You know, Draymond Green made an interesting point in the post-game press conference, he was kind of asked about, you know, who's got to step up and everything and health. You know, it's the question of the day, you know, health versus getting the number one seed, all that. It's a question every day with these guys right now. And, and he said he felt that Curry and Thompson and Durant would all be playing if they had to. So if game one of the playoffs was Sunday at 1230 and San Antonio was coming in here, he thinks they'd be playing. He thinks all those guys would be playing. Now, they wouldn't be 100% to no. your point, and, but they'd all be able to gut through it. And I still think that's something you have to keep in the back of your mind. These guys may not be 100%, but that doesn't mean they're not going to fight like hell to, to go out there and, and be on the floor and try to win. We I could, don't. I, by the way, I don't buy that. And the reason why I don't buy it is is if you if you're talking about a game seven or something like that. But right now you're dealing with with Kevin Durant. When you really start to read about this injury, if he makes it worse, he's going to be out for a long time. All right. If if something happened with Clay's thumb and made the fracture worse, he would be out for a long time. So could they come out and gut out one? I mean, when you're injured, you need to not play and heal. That's where they are. That's where those two players are well, right now. And they could find themselves in a position where they're a lot like the Spurs were in with Kawhi Leonard, where they have to yeah. make that choice. And, and they've had to do that with Durant last year in the first round. They had, Curry, they've had to do it with Curry. Two years ago where they would sit him out for kind of play with a series. Right, right. See if you're ahead right. and see if you're up 2-0. If you're up 2-0, you can give him a third game. Yep. If you're up 2-1, maybe he's got to come back in the fourth and game. And, by the way, that's why they need – to be like last year's team where you sweep, have all these days off, sweep, have all these days off. And I'm not sure that's going to happen this year. It's going to be harder to do this year. They need that. You're right. You're right. But I I also think, you know, the Warriors, they're the ones that decide their own sense of urgency. Nobody dictates that to them. And I could actually see, let's say they open up with the Pelicans. Maybe you don't play Durant in the first game, like John says. Yeah, maybe maybe he, let's say he's the one that's lagging. Uh, you don't play Durant, you still win the f- game one. You oh. know what, Kevin? Sit out game two. Well, guess what? You win game two. And you sit out game three. Exactly. And maybe you sit out game three and four. Yeah. I mean, and, and, that's, and that's where having the roster that the Warriors have allows them to do things that no other team could do. I mean, you can't – Houston can't play without Harden for, for more than a couple games. They just can't. But the Warriors – they could theoretically win a series, maybe maybe even two without one of their big guys. Now, they don't want to. Yeah. It'd be a lot harder. But, I mean, you take Clay off the Warriors, they'll still beat the Pelicans. Quickly, Phoenix tomorrow. Down in the Valley of the Sun, you're going to be there, J.D. Yeah. Um, no Omri Caspi, by the way. He's not going to make the trip. I know, Matt, you were asking who's going to make the trip, who's not. <laughs> Omri. 
He sprained his ankle. He's not going to be on. So the Warriors are going to be down another guy tomorrow in addition to the You mentioned off the wow. air. They've been, in, they've been in a couple scuffles, and they were chastised pretty hard back home if you followed the Phoenix media about what happened with the whole – Steve Kerr's not going to coach. The players are going to coach. And we all thought, oh, isn't this great and innovative? They got roasted back at home. And they basically called soft. What do you think happens tomorrow night? If I'm the Suns, I'm not sure tomorrow's the night that I would pick to try and to well, try and Well, the guys you want to get are not going to be playing. And, 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 I mean, and, and yeah. you've got them, two, you got them one more time right. in your building in Phoenix. I think it's April 8th, the final Sunday of the, of the season. And they're going to come back here, I think, on Easter Sunday, which is the Sunday before. So they get two Sundays, I think the 1st and the 8th of April. The Warriors are playing playing them here and playing them in Phoenix again. So three games total. If you're going to make a statement and lay somebody out and say, all right, let's go, I don't think you're doing it tomorrow night. I think you're waiting until they got all their guys back. So we might be talking about that one on April 8th. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, you, you were talking about stars win games. And the thing that always sticks out to me is on a night like tonight when you have so many players out, role players have to kind of be stars or they have to play minutes like stars. And it's no it's no surprise. You see Draymond Green, 5 for 14. Pachulia, 1 for 6. Nick Young, 5 for 15. There's a reason those guys didn't shoot well, and it's because they're asked to do more than they normally would. And that's, hot. that's tough for a role player. They can do it once in a while, but... Not every game. People ask us all the time about Arlo because we talk about Arlo and we tell you how great it is, but you want to see it, right? Well, where do you go? Right now, you go to Best Buy. You go to Best Buy, and they have Arlo. You can check it out for yourself. 1080 HP, 1080p HD cameras. These smart home security cameras are as good as it gets. Instant alerts right to your smartphone. Someone shows up to your door. Bang, you're going to see it on your phone. You can check the app. You can talk to these people who come to your front door without getting off your couch. I absolutely love the two-way audio. I've done it multiple times where you can talk to people, find out what, why are you at my front door, and what do you want. 100% wire-free. Night vision is spectacular. You want to feel secure at home, especially when you're not at home. you got to get Arlo. You go to Arlo.com or... Go check it out, Steiny at Best Buy. Absolutely. You can not only do that. Tony, I know you're a little lazy sometimes. You don't want to get up and answer the door when you're in the house. Hashtag fact. But you can actually be in Tahoe and say, hey, look, Billy's at the front door. Billy, beat it. We're not home. We're up in Tahoe. I've done it now in Tahoe and Hawaii in 2018. That was crazy, though, being in Hawaii, and I could talk to somebody who's at my front door. I did that. It was amazing. Arlo.com and check it out at Best Buy. That is going to do it for Warriors wrap-up as the Warriors lose to the Kings 98-93. to We'll be back tomorrow with Warriors basketball against the Phoenix Suns right here on the home of the Golden State Warriors, 95-7 the game. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 